Clinton, you're muted. Welcome back. Welcome back. Any any sharing from your experiment in radical relating? I Don't everybody speak at once. Chloe, go ahead. I noticed a new box strategy of my box, which really, like, I'm amazed by the creativity of this. <laughs> like, in the moment where I start being really seen, which I'm longing for the most, I noticed that um, I, I, I did a emotional healing process one time um, and the feeling was a lot of me feeling unworthy. And I had made a new affirmation, a new promise to myself about it and And it was surprising to me how it came up again and how it's still there. It's something that I have to remember, try to remember always because it creeps up. And even though I did a process, it's, it's, it's still alive there sometimes. You know? Thank you. It's shocking. Yeah, thank you. The, 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 uh, the distinctions about radical relating are very simple, yet the experience of radical relating is really profound. And the, the point is, if, you know, no matter how much we understand, if we cannot actually relate, we miss the whole thing, like we miss the party. So the party is possible. That's, I think that's the quote from what we're talking about. The party is possible. What are you doing? Where are you? You know, and, and it doesn't actually matter with whom, uh, where you are. The party is possible no matter who you're with or where you are, the party is possible. And so like the Devon Vera Brienne party, how did it go over there? mute uh it from for me i'm i'm totally liquid after i mean really after just a few seconds of being with the first person and it i guess what i notice going through both of these is i can go back in my i can go back to the last half hour or whatever doing the radical relating and there are so many different versions of me that occur in the space of just two, two people that 
me going liquid right when I go in, I don't know how to say it, but it's like, I'm so far from the first, the first little bit of liquid state uh, when we first entered. And yeah, I've done this a bunch of times now and each time it's very different. Today was, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna close it there, but it seemed there's so much here. That's what I really noticed is like, this feels like such a endless gold mine to be so wildly different every single time. Yeah. I. Thank you. Keep going. Thank you, Devin. Oh, I, I, liquid. There's so much, um, there's so, so many parts of my box trying to kind of come in with little ways to get me out of this, this space of the small me and small now and, and small here. And, and then there's this, what I've noticed for me is that there's this, I could, I could really, uh, in one of them, I could really uh, just almost feel the texture of one, one of my survival strategies of usefulness of my constructs of usefulness. And then it's opposite of uselessness, this, the, the huge, both things being part of the construct. And then uh, a, an attempt that is not so much pushing, but just kind of bypassing the, the, the construct into going again into a space of empty. And, and then still there was something that I that. Still, I felt that still that, that's not the edge of my box and there's nothing else to break through. And I could see how I, the, the, even the practice of saying something from there would, would still would um, make my voice tremble. And, and uh, uh, anger, at, I felt anger about how I, I so long to, to move that. And even saying, I want to do that is still not doing. You know, so almost every little move and subtle move, we're still not breaking that barrier and 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 speak from that space that I not that I don't know, but it's that that there's more space in. And so I'm I'm glad that I that I stayed in the space. Yeah, and practiced. Thank you. How about the third member of your team over there? I had this experience of like so much being in the way. There's so much in me that is in the way of doing this. This, all these emotions, all these constructs, all these stories, all this bullshit. And if it's, and it's like Vera said, this slashing through, like dodging the things to getting to, and I don't even think I got there. Like, I don't even think I got to that place where where there's not all this stuff in the way and I'm still in the way. And it's like, I, what I've been practicing is like, because it's in the way I say it so that it gets out of the way. And then it's like, okay, then the next thing comes up and then I say that and it's out of the way. And then I continue making, tr trying to make my way to that place where it, 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 we can really be together. And still there's something in the way. So I, it's just, I don't even know. <laughs> is there anything else? I'm totally, this, every time I am doing this practice, the rug is completely pulled out. It just 
the rug is completely pulled out from under me and I'm just like, okay, I don't know what it is radical relating. Look, I have a question. So what's so great about rugs? <clears throat> what, you like rugs or something? I mean, why would you want to have a stinky old, you know, cat poop rug, you know, dog hair, wipe your feet, people pick their nose and it goes in the rug. Why do you want to have a rug? What's so great about having a rug? I mean, I think this thing you said, it's about when you're authentic about the stuff that's in the way, it as is, is it, it completes it. So it's not in the way anymore. Yeah. And so, okay, well, what's the problem with that? I mean, I, what if, okay, why would you ever, like you said, every time I do this exercise, okay. Why would you ever want to stop doing this exercise? Yeah. I mean, what if, okay, what if we make, what if we do this experiment? From this point on until next Monday, we, we do not stop doing this experiment with everybody, wherever we are. Radical relating, one week. Radical relating, just keep going with the experiment. Just, just no matter what, you, won't, you don't figure it out. You're in a liquid state. You're, you're scared. You're confused. People freak out. You say you're freaking out. You just stay with it. Just stay with the radical relating. Why would you ever want to stop? What? How many people would do this experiment? People, this is a one-week radical relating. Okay, we're in for a good week. This is going to be a good week. Record the whole week. Keep the yeah, recording. <laughs> yeah, write down what you figure out. Great. Uh, somebody else share any sharing about the, this experiment? Yes, I was surprised about uh, my pain that I felt or the sadness that I felt as a coach, uh, hearing them not, not radical relating. And I could see myself how I'm doing that thing, the one that speak, uh, was speaking, did like explanations and all of this. And I could really feel how... how how this time pressure is creating more and more pain and I thought oh my god he's talking all the time about the past and what he missed out and now he's missing out again and then I saw how I'm doing that and when you said it doesn't really matter who you're talking to it also doesn't matter if you are involved in the conversation that I would and there's another thing I want to share a legend about Sumeya, who is eating rugs, and she she's eating the corners of rugs. And I was talking to my mother. <laughs> that rug has to leave. And you were thinking about what could be put there. And when you said, like, why would you want to have a rug? And then why would we have to put a rug? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So babies can eat them. I get it now. I get it. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. Kian, go ahead. Yeah, for me, uh, I had this, it was a, such a beautiful experience of stepping into that unknown relating place. And I noticed a fear for me coming up that I want to share and ask a question with, um, because 
for example, uh, can I, Chloe, can I share like an example of what happened? I hope you say yes. Okay, thank you. Because Chloe was was sharing of like her fear of showing herself, and I felt, and I felt this, and I for me it was like a box fear of not not stepping into the space of meeting, and I felt this anger within me about about that. I felt angry because um, I I had this sense that Chloe did not want to to meet or did not meet me right now instead of putting this box fear in front and my fear is that this is my emotion like that this this anger that i carry there is my emotion that that i carry and it's not actually me authentically relating but but living from my emotion and and relating from that from that and yeah that's basically my question is can you do you have a do you have a distinction there for me or so, so Ken, you just defined an experiment for you brianna i see your hand but Ken, you just defined the experiment for yourself what's the what's the next experiment then say what you said again i i feel afraid that my anger is an emotional anger and is not really making me relate to 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 Chloe in that at that moment. Well, you can check with what we experience after you spoke that out. Um, I can check, like I can ask for how does my anger land for you. I mean, check with the the consequence of you expressing your anger in the space. What shifted? Did it create contact or not? Okay, yeah, thank you, Brianne. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say that I've been I've been doing this a research that is how can I use my okay. I was traveling and living with a, somebody that was sometimes speaking from their box and I would have this anger coming up. And like, and at one point, I, and I kept stuffing it down. And at one point I said, I'm done. I'm done being with you. I don't wanna be with you anymore because you're only in your box. And then the person asked me in other words, basically can you be so committed to me and to us being a team that you use your anger to tell me okay you're speaking from your box speak from somewhere else and my i want to i want to share this experience of there was so much fear for me to shift into the identity of being the the kind of person that could use my anger and my sword to say this is bullshit what you're saying right now is box bullshit. What you're saying right now is gremlin bullshit. What you're saying right now is child bullshit. And saying this allowed for us to have a more radical connection where we are not in all this bullshit. 
Thank you. Thank you. Phyllis, is this what you negotiated with that guy for the boat trip? Yes. <laughs> Can you say more about that? Yes, I I negotiated that that this is a this would be a spiritual journey and that we would give each other feedback and that we would read a book together and discuss it and discuss the ramifications of the community, our communication process. And because my experience is that I'm willing to give him feedback, but he's not willing to give me feedback, or I, he never gives, he doesn't give me feedback. So I said that, I, I also negotiated that it has, that I would like it to be two ways. And he agreed. And yes, we, we plan, we, I also told him that I want to meditate every day together and, um, and do some breath work and get exercise together, like a wow. hike or kayaking. Yeah. So how did, how did it work just now when you're group of three here? Well, I, I appreciate the coaching. I felt I really enjoyed that I could be a good coach. I felt I was um, a helpful coach. I would have liked to have gotten better coaching. And I, I was proud of myself that when I was in, the, I normally start the conversation and I was proud that the third time I did not, or the second time that we were, that I was in conversation with someone, I did not, I waited until they started the conversation. And that felt good. <laughs> I, I would like to do that more in my life. And um, I think I was more in my head than my feelings. I would have liked to have gotten better feedback around that. Yeah. Okay, we've got, we've got a whole week to practice here. Somebody else want to yeah, share? Course, I just noticed that you were using the word good like more than five times when you were sharing. I did this good and this was good. Sorry, like yeah. good and bad thing instead of being vulnerable and saying, okay, this is what worked, this is what didn't work. Yes, I noticed it too. And I noticed, I also noticed that half the time I changed the good and I used a more descriptive word and the other half of the time I didn't. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Gila. So, gosh, I, I love it now. I mean, people, people are, I, you guys are being more radically relating right now in this space. So somebody else, anybody else? Yes, I wanna share that this experiment for me brings a lot of joy. Uh, I was able to connect with a new person that I didn't know before, Ashley. And I actually couldn't see her face. Her video was off the whole time because of the connection. But I felt joy about her joy of how she was holding space for her friend in the wedding and how grounded 
and responsible she was make me feel glad. And it was like, it was, it was waking up my responsibility also, my, you know, my, my level of responsibility for her, for me and for like holding space. Yeah. And, and yes, it was, it was, it bring me joy like that. And also with Anna Elizabeth, we had a conversation before and I shared it in the space this time. And it was about another friend of us. I mean, a friend of her that I don't know him and how glad I am about that she introduced us. So it's like, it's bringing definitely responsibility to the moment. Yeah, like I just, I just get how, how much response, how much joy it brings me to feel responsible for other people, uh, conversation for my conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. How is that for you? Yeah, our whole conversation was. Ashley, will you yeah turn your video off and could you say it again, please? And getting actually moments to connect and understand where everybody was at. And it was really, it's pretty terrible. And it's been a try and be so nicely kind of a reflection for me. This um, three cell group that everything kind of works out the way that it's going to. And we don't need to be so attached to the outcome and doing our best and like being responsible, liberating experience for me in this particular experiment. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy, how'd it go? Oh, we have to unmute yourself. Can you unmute yourself, please? Thank you. It went well and I, I had good conversations, though it's still hard for my good boy box to, for example, be a good coach and not to like to interrupt people and to say what I think might hurt their feelings. And I want to be a better coach and, and get out of this good boy uh, box. Yeah. You've got a week. <clears throat> you know, I propose, Jeremy, that you do an experiment. You carry something around that makes you not a good boy so i mean i don't know you just you just get a bad boy hat or something mm -hmm. you just you just wear this whole thing and it gives you a chance to every time you see your reflection you just you get it that you're on the a bad boy like you the thing the experiment is to, to find the line you have to go a little bit over the line you have to you, you have to exceed the reasonableness level do you get it? So you need, you need, the only way you can do that is if you, you, if people start giving you feedback, oh God, Jeremy, you're an asshole. Yeah. You know, and once a day when somebody says, Jeremy, you're an asshole, 
then you know you've got, you're riding the line. Otherwise you're way under the line, you're in this good boy world and you never get to the asshole part. So you, you never reach presence. Yeah. You don't reach ac activity or like participation actually. Yeah. You, so can you do that? Like once a day, do whatever you have to do to get somebody to say you're an asshole, Jeremy. Yeah. I will do that. That's a good experience. Yeah, like a leather jacket or wear a, a tie, a, a businessman's tie, but wear it around your crotch or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. so it hangs down in front of you or something weird. Yeah. Hired bandana. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I feel joy because I, I did the experiments of not smiling for two weeks. And through this, I already uh, took off a, a good layer of the good boy box because now I don't need to smile to all the time to make people feel uh, that I'm good and that I'm, yeah, nice. It's so great to not smile all the time. You don't need so much skin cream when you get older then. Yeah. Okay, it's great. And, and Jeremy, can I say, one, I would like to say one Go. thing. Jeremy, also to, to get down to a rage club or even this in your three cell to practice rage on a really regular basis to get your voice back, your authentic voice back that is yeah. not the good boy advice. Thank you. So you go, Vera, fuck you for selling that. Go. Mm -hmm. Can you do that? Should I really say that? Yeah. Mm. Try it. Vera, fuck you for saying that. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> a little bit too much smile in there, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Tomas, you got something to say. What is it? Speak up. I've been doing the not smiling thing too, and it's been really great. And it's nice to. You're not doing more. it right now, just to be clear. There is joy right now, also. Mm. How was it for you in practicing radical relating? I've felt I felt anger coming up because I got advice straight away from when after I was sharing and it was really great to to just say I'm 10% angry because I don't want advice and then it was just it was fine and that was really helpful feedback for the other person so for me it was it was great to practice that I only had a very short space and in in coaching I would also like to celebrate that I interrupted the person I was coaching which is also something I find challenging and I interrupted quite a lot actually. Um, Thank you yeah great super and the reason I'm, I'm going around with this sharing is because we've got a week ahead of us of continuing radical relating you've got this week to do radical relating every single hint just like what Thomas said, you, you, you'll need to be interrupting people at, from time to time. You know, and these are, these are new behaviors. Or, uh, so, so use the hints that we're getting right now to practice the radical relating. There's so much that goes unsaid. There's so much that remains as a silent thing within us. And those silent things fester. They get infected. They, they remain. 
It's like a, a splinter. You know, if you get a splinter of wood in your foot or your hand or something, and you take it out right away, it can heal. But if you don't take it out, it gets infected. And pretty soon it infects your hand, your arm, it goes into your bloodstream, you start getting a headache, you start limping around, and pretty soon it affects the whole system. And it is not a whole system problem, it is a splinter. But if you don't say the thing that needs to be said, it stays in you and it, it can unbalance so much. And we've carried these around for so long. So the radical relating is about pulling the splinter out even before it's hardly in there at all. You just take it out immediately, handle it. Okay, that's what this is about. I wanted to hear from Divyam Shu and Florian. Can you, how, what did you get from the radical relating? How did, in the, um, <clears throat> when I was coaching, I had this sudden impulse to invite uh, nonlinear thinking or nonlinear thoughts, and that really worked. The space opened immediately to a very personal level. That was the gist of my experience now. But I'm really looking forward to use that for the next week and probably for the next rest of the life. Thank you. Yeah, the nonlinear part is totally available. Thank you for that. Thanks a lot. Florian, how about you? Yeah, maybe I got more questions than answers. Um, I noticed when we are not fully relating, we are mostly coaching. I think there was some confusion too about the exercise. And, and I just have opened the question for me in my day-to-day -day life. What would, like, what would be radical relating? And in practice, because I think I could find many opportunities. Yeah, I mean, Florian, to me, just because I know you for a while, it's your, you're cautious about that. You tend to be pulling back, you know, and thinking about it or letting it go by, yeah. but not really saying it. And then the people do not get the benefit of your contribution. You do not get to create, add alchemical ingredients into the space that actually help people transform. You, we don't get that because you're silent because of that. And you're, you're a nice guy and you pull back and it's, it'd be great to, to, like we said, go over the line a little bit. What right. about this? Yeah, that definitely applies to me as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, you know, if people start writing me complaint letters, you know, Florian, what did you do to Florian? He's not a nice guy anymore, you know. Nice. Like, then, then we will have succeeded, okay? <laughs> I take note of that. Yes, thank you. <laughs> take note of that. Stephen, Stephen, say something. Yeah, hi. First time here to be here, and I'm, I'm just very thankful to be here. Uh, I was thankful for the opportunity to have the exercise um, I was with Thomas in the same group. It's just, yeah, we just give advice immediately. <laughs> and for me, it was welcome to get advice. For somebody else, it was very unwelcome. And he was very conscious about that. And it was nice to see that he was able to communicate that. Um, I just have one question about radical relating. You seem to say, Clinton, that you can radically relate to anyone, even if that person is 
not intent or doesn't have intention to relate. Yes. And that's, that's not really clear to me. Like if somebody really what doesn't want to relate, how do you still stay in that relationship? Mm, I think the only thing not clear about that is you have not tried it. Yeah. Because truly the person you're standing next to on the bus or the person you pass on the street, even there's, you know, we have a, a, a mechanical way to relate to somebody who's passing us on the street, but you don't have to use the mechanical way. Like Divyam Shu brought up the nonlinear way is there's so many ways to acknowledge another person and you can appreciate them or mm, a compliment. I don't mean compliment by saying a compliment. I mean, they're holding space a certain way. You can hold the space a different way and you can pass each other. You can shift the way you're holding space just in that moment when you're passing them so that the space is completely held. So if they're holding the space as a critical parent and judging everything and they're uh, being analytical and all that, and you can just shift into this playful, uh, playful, colorful space that has more dynamics in it just for the time you're passing them, for example, and then the whole space is held. I mean, there's so many options that are hardly, you can't even list them, there's so many. So the point is, if you don't actually try those things, you will, you will not understand what else is possible. So Stephen, that would be up for you is to try stuff, okay? Thanks. Hey, Priyanka, Priyanka Ganavala, I, I, you were next, I could feel it, go ahead. So of course I joined late, uh, but somehow I could relate and I would like to actually get some suggestion what uh, on this aspect or just episode recently happened with my daughter. So most of the time I saw that I tried to give her some solution if she's angry or she's sad and she's like pressing my all buttons. But I'm just doing right now, most of the time, I, I accept that she's angry right now. I can't hear you, Clinton. I wasn't talking to you. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, and recently what happened, I keep on affirming that let her be right now. And so most of the time, what I have realized that by giving suggestion, I was actually calming her down, her sadness. I was always ready for some suggestion to be a nice or like... I was myself was so uncomfortable being a mom that she's sad right now. And I was looking at myself as a failure that, oh, she's sad right now, uh, or she's angry right now. And since two, three times, I'm just completely holding space. Even she's throwing things, but I said, you can't throw this thing. I know you are angry, but you don't damage this thing. And sometimes I also get angry, but I, I acknowledge that uh, some part of her which is discomforting to me, but I hold space and then I give some time to her and then she will, she will just speak all the story related to the doll and what happened with the friend and everything. And my, I, I'm still seeing my mind to give her some solution as per my understanding with this. But then I started asking her how, how she wants, what does she want? How, how, what is there which happen and will make her happy at <clears throat> this moment in time and space? which may not feel logical to me, but uh, I have started doing it. Does it make sense with this topic? Not actually, because okay. you're leaving out 50% of the, of the conversation. Hmm. Okay. The other conversation is like you told her, you said, how old is she? She's Eight. four. 
No, eight, she's okay. eight. She cannot. No, do eight, eight, you have a lot of possibility. And mm -hmm. eight is time to learn about this. Mm -hmm. But what you said was, I know you are angry. Hmm. Okay. You did not ask her what she's feeling. Okay. And so she is not, she has not yet learned how to tell you, I feel 44% angry because of this, 68% mm. sadness because of this, you know, 22% scared because of this, and 80% glad because of this. She, mm. you, you can ask her. And so you can tell her yourself and then say, what are you feeling? Mm. And she can tell you what percentage and about what. And this is a fantastic thing to do over the next few months. Mm. is to learn to communicate information plus feelings. And so and that doesn't mean you tell her what she feels. Mm -hmm. It's not that at all. It's you go, here's how this works. You say what you're feeling and wh what percentage it is and what is it about. And I okay. say, thank you. And you don't analyze, you don't solve the problem. You just listen and then you can change it around. And she listens to you. And mm. it won't take so long. She's, I'm sure she's really smart, but she's really begging She's begging, she's trying to push your buttons to get you for this whole universe to open up of sharing mm -hmm. the feelings. Will you try that? Yeah, in fact, I did try last night and I asked her in the process that is it making you sad what you are saying when this girl took your doll and not lying? So I tried to ask, but, what do you no, feel? No, no, not this way. No, you say, is that make you sad? That's not it. You need okay. to say, what are you feeling? Okay, what I am, okay. Yeah, because you put too much in, you know, do you know Habet? Do you guys know each other? Habet Obamichael, do you know her? Yes, we were in the group right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's no coincidence. So I, I would invite I would invite you to have a conversation with Habet about this. Yeah. She, you two guys, she, she could really support you with this. And I think she, her, she's got all this treasure in her to share about exactly that, especially with the kids. This is not her first kid, so she has experience. So this would be super. Will you, do, will you guys do that? Will you have a call this week? Yes, I really need some coaching on parenting. New Great. Way. Okay, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Anything else from anybody? I was gonna jump in and read a little bit from the book. Any, does anybody else need to say something? I'd like Andrea. to say yeah hi hi um, i i really felt similar way as jeremy was sharing that the most um, the part where i didn't feel comfortable in was in the coaching and i was really scared to interrupt and and it, it just really made me feel on edge like this pressure like on one side, like I, I should say something and on the other, like I, I don't see anything and I don't feel like interrupting, like there, there's conversation flowing there. And I knew that and I felt that I, I should have like at least tried, like failed, but tried. And um, what you said to me to wear this bad boy, clothing or whatever um I have my bad girl t-shirt on and that didn't help me <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't always help <laughs> and Chloe can you hear me through the microphone I don't think so. yeah, a little bit 
Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, it's working, thank you. Um, this is not really a sharing about <clears throat> radical relating. I was, I mean, in a way, I was radical, radically relating as, as a host. So people were coming in and out and I was making sure that people had groups of threes and found their way, which I, it's also a way of, of radical relating and what I wanted to say was about this pressure that Andrea, you were talking about, because it seems that, I don't know, I hear a lot of people lately having this pressure and, and maybe it's my own sensitivity to it in, in this context of possibility management. And, and it's, I think it's something to do about the way that we were really raised and especially in school that our whole orientation about creating something is through through being pressured like we need to be pressured to to actually create and and then the the necessity comes from outside instead of from inside and and uh, for example in the in the in the rage club space holder training that i'm holding space for i made this offer for people for for people in this team in this group to commit to other people's commitments is committing to other people's commitment, just like as a coach in this group of three, you would commit to the commitment of those two people practicing radical relating. They're trying to practice, they're trying things. They, they, it's, you know, it doesn't work or it works a little bit or it fails or people have emotional reaction. But as a coach, you're actually committing to them trying this. And, and even through this committing to other people's commitment, the people in the, some people in the Red Cup spaceholder training freaked out saying, I feel pressure to create something. And I thought, God, how is that possible that, for example, I've, I've longed for like years to be seen and to have somebody commit to my commitment, to like see me and say, well, okay, try this, um, go beyond your edge this is possible for you or or you don't know about this and 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 and, and travel into this territory i was longing for that and that was the the purpose in this in this rage cup spaceholder training to have this god people want me to succeed this is not a competition this is we're becoming rage cup spaceholder like rage cup spaceholder together and I can only be a Rage Club spaceholder because you are a Rage Club spaceholder and we are like that in the world together. And, and, and so, and then how can that thing turn into, I, I'm feeling pressured, you know, or I'm gonna create pressure for other. And, and I think it's a really insane, I mean, it's, I get it. I get it that we have so many wounds about having been pressured into doing things that we didn't wanna do and being manipulated and twisted around. But it's, I, I think as we move into like adulthood is how can, instead of functioning as pressure, it's coming actually from inside of, I commit to somebody else's commitment. I, I commit to their evolution because their evolution helps me in my own evolution. Or, or their, if they can radic better radically relate then then I'm learning something or they can radically relate with me or it's like, a, it's this winning happening game. And so, and so you can sort of rewire that maybe Andrea and, and, and for other people of this interruption, it actually, you, you, the point is not to create pressure is to create 
I'm, I'm, I'm winning happening. I'm with you. And, and what if you tried this? And what if you, and then, then your, the point of origin of your coaching or your radical relating, uh, you know, is outside of this, like whatever modern culture competition manipulation. And it's this, what if humanity was a team? Like, what if we were really learning how to be a team together? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Can I say something to that? Uh, yeah, Yula, go ahead. Yes, because for some reason the the I had this like the create something now landing on me as well as this pressure thing. And I think it has to do with the way of, of you and Chloe being like having this this warriors energy which I'm not used to I have this huge child and I'm used to this whole like hey well let's let's feel safe first of all you know and if you want to create something you're, you're like this is your space you can but you don't have to and like what you're offering is this hey this is really the space and and like there's this energy of kind of like for me it well felt like you have to do it now and it took me a while to realize no what you're saying is hey, I give you a space, you can do it right now. And I don't let you wait so long. So I think it's, it's this other, like it's, it's, it's another culture here. And for me, it, I'd, for me, it was pressure because I wasn't used to it. And it's also this, I guess, this child thing that a lot of us have. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, look at, look at this. This is a door. Doors open now. Standing in front of an open door. Okay. Is it a pressure or is it a vacuum? That's all this is. is these are open doors. Here's an open door. Is it a pressure? You have to decide. Go through, don't go through, shut the door, leave it open, ignore it, pretend like it's not there, scream at somebody, shut the door, shut the door. You know, what are you going to do with it? It's a door. You get to make out of it what you do. But you know what? When the door is closed, you can't go through it. You can only go through a door when it's open. It's hard to go back and what? Yeah, yeah. And, and Chloe just said, once the door is closed and you didn't go through it, you might not find that door again, ever. So... You know, is it a pressure or is it a vacuum? For me, there's a difference if there's someone standing there and saying, hey, you might like, there's the store, look there and la la la. Or they, if there's someone standing there like, and Chloe, hey, there's the store, do you want to go through it or not? It's a different, it's a different feeling that I'm used to. So what, what I'm hearing is that the, the way of saying, like you said, Yule, is this, ah, uh, this la 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 caters to your child. Yes. Yes. And, so, and what I'm hearing is that Aunt Chloe is not willing to cater to your child, but she is calling out your adult. Yes. And that can be like, uh, that can be a friction to your child. It totally is. Okay. And this is the pressure that I'm feeling that your child is feeling. Yeah, your yeah. Child yeah is my child part is feeling that, yes, my child part is feeling that 
thing and then, and then it feels like pressure yes and then what, what does another part of you say that is not your child there's no other part you let your adult ego state is contaminated by your child ego state to about 88%, 92%. Mm. How much longer are you gonna live your life with that condition? It's not your life. You don't even have a life. Mm. Your child part has a life. How's it working for you? you know, the door is open for you to do the practice of decontaminating your adult ego state from your child ego state. You can do this. There is a way, there are teams, there is help, there's a path. Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can stop you from doing it. You know, there's this world out there and it has all these spaces and there are certain spaces where it works out that it might seem better if you're a nice person or a child, you know, and it, that one of those spaces might be at your parents' house. One of those spaces might be at school where you're supposed to sit in rows and be quiet and take notes, and do what the teacher says and try to get a good grade. You know, there's, or a job maybe, which is really similar. So there are certain spaces where being a nice or being a child is, has certain advantages. Do you wanna be in those spaces? How much of your life do you want to spend in school, in your parents' bubble, under the boss's thumb, you know, doing what the boss wants? How much of your life do you want to do that? There's a lot more life out there than those three spaces. There are far more, many different spaces happening besides that. And if you're a good boy or a nice girl in those spaces, it, you just get left behind. It doesn't. You're not, you're not even in that space. It's not a space for the nice boy or good girl. It's not a space for a bad boy or bad girl either. It's a space for an adult, a possibility space. And there's so many more of these spaces available than most, most of us realize. And so that's the thing. If you can only be a child, or if you can only be critical and judgmental and analytical in your mind, you don't get access to those spaces. So what we're, what we're doing here is experimenting with, you know, getting access to being other ways than the nice boy or good girl or analytical, judgmental, you know, something besides that. And that's what the radical relating process, you know, process or exercise is about. So radical relating for the rest of this week as an experiment to find out, well, who are you really? Who are you really? Who are you when you're not a nice boy or a good girl or being judgmental and critical? Who are you actually? And can you deal with the consequences of that? Because it isn't a gremlin thing of just being loud and nasty and, and breaking rules. This is just gremlin. It's not about that. It's about being radically, you know, that thing, some, I forget who said it. There's so much, let's see, being authentic about what is in the way so bringing consciousness to the moment, that's what I wanted to say. Somebody said bringing, bringing responsibility to the moment also brings consciousness to the moment. This is radical relating because responsibility is consciousness in action. So when you bring responsibility to every dimension of the moment, 
You're also bringing consciousness to every dimension of the moment. And this is where you get more, like all the doors open. You're in a space and all the doors are open. Who's holding the space? How do you, how do you stay in that space and not just get sucked out into some other space if all the doors are open? This is what Divyam Shu is saying about nonlinear possibility being a possibility. If all the doors are shut and it stays linear and closed, well, then your, the, your choices are, are limited. But if you're in a space and all the doors are open, then you have nonlinear possibility. And that this is radical relating. This is where you get radical relating. It doesn't have to be, what do you say, uh, serious to death. You don't have to serious to death, everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> Somebody was going to say something. Probably Jeff. Okay. Jeff, that's probably the first time I opened a door for you to speak and you said no. I think you become a new man. Don't have to say anything. I just want to say I'm I'm impressed. That's thank you for thank you for your path. Joseph, what about you? Or Marek? Maybe Marek first. Yeah. I had an emotional healing process yesterday that I'm glad that it fits so well into radical relating because I was discovering that that yeah that i now i well that in the past i decided to not trust my 15 or 20 percent anger that i will use now to to just ask people hey where are you right now because that's so you don't ever say that's all on a zoom call because then you just disappear All right, well, until Mark comes back. Thank you, Mark. Okay, go ahead. You cut off after you said that's all. Yeah. And yeah, so I'm glad that I discovered that just yesterday um, to, to use the 15 and 20% anger and to be absolutely okay with actually just being angry that the other person is not present and confronting them with that and not knowing what else is going on in them. It's not, yeah, not making it my responsibility to know everything. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cool experiment. Great process. Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Joseph, anything from you? I was on the way and coming from, from a meeting with friends and I'm happy that I, I was able to be more, to have more anger and be more clear about what I stand for. And I still, I'm sad a little that there is still 20% that I was holding back. And, and I, I feel that there could have been much more if I would be more aware and even go, raising my anger. So I, I see that potential. Joseph, I don't know if you picked it up, but this week 
we are doing this experiment of radical relating without stopping. Like we just did a, a 12 minute radical relating exercise in groups of three here, but the experiment was why stop? You know, yeah. why? Okay. So that would give you a chance to practice with that other 15 right. or 20%. Yeah, perfect. So I'll get up, uh, get in touch with somebody that gives me a little idea of what you did so I can, I can uh, uh, join with that. Did you want to say something, Nicole? I would just say it before you continue. Okay. Mm. Just as a, as a hint maybe from what Clinton was saying before is that, uh, Radical relating is not about this hammering and, and sometimes bringing more anger would bring this like, can bring this hammering and then people have reaction and then the story of God, I can't actually take a stand comes back again because there's, a, there's so much reaction across. And, and I was just thinking that this merging this experiment of bringing the last percent of anger that you're not using and this radical relating, which is the purpose is connection. Mm -hmm. good. So bring the anger yeah. with the purpose of connection. I mm -hmm. think that's fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's really just like what Mark was saying. Yeah. Exactly the same, like Mark was saying, just like, hey, what's going on for you right now? What's like, uh, I'm missing this part. What? Let this other part speak, you know, and try to find out what that is and connect in because we're sensing all this, you know, you know. Everybody in this space, everybody in this study group, you guys are edge workers. This is an edge. <clears throat> the whole space for the whole year or whatever we've been doing this, it's an, it's an edge space. So we're, it's being edgy. We're going to the edge and staying there. It is not about going far past the edge because we don't have maps. We don't, we don't have the ability to navigate uh, the wild space with z with zero connection to who we are. It's about going to the edge and staying there. And then that will, of course, let the edge move a little bit, but it moves in a sustainable way. But the thing is, if you forget that you are an edge worker and you go to talk to people you knew from the past or your neighbors or your colleagues or the people in the shops or whatever, and you forget that you're an edge worker, then they, then you do not get to say what needs to be said. You, you cut yourself off from what they need to hear from you when you pretend that you're not an edge worker. Edge workers are dangerous. Edge workers have, you see a lot about what's going on with everybody. And if you do not say it, if you do not keep your mouth open. If you try to be nice and polite and ordinary and acceptable and understandable, if, you know, at least once a day, you should be saying stuff. The other people around you go, what? What? I, you know, I don't understand what you said. And at least once a day, say it, go over the edge. Like, don't just speak into their level of understanding. Then they control your conversation. You get this? If you try to make what you say fit into their already existing mind, nothing happens and they're controlling what you can say. So say stuff that needs to be said, say what has to be said, even if it does not fit into their constructs in their mind. And if they wanna know what you said, they'll go say, say that again, say that in different words or 
I didn't understand what you said. Could you explain that? And then yes, you can build a bridge from where they are to where you're talking from. But if you limit yourself to speaking only in their understanding, you're a dead duck. You're an ordinary worm on the road. You, you just, you're giving up the, the glorious life of an edge worker. And you, you, what a waste. I mean, how many people are edge workers? There's not 6 million people in this study group. You know, there's around 30. So in the whole world, there's about 30 of you edge workers. How are you gonna own that? How can you take responsibility for being one of the 30 edge workers in this particular domain? And, and instead of giving it away, it's like, it's like we're making you the sheriff of the town. Okay, so here we are, we're having a meeting of the sheriffs and you each have your own town and you have a sheriff's badge and your sheriff's hat, and your sheriff boots, you know, and, you, and then as soon as we leave the meeting, you take your badge off. You take your badge off and put it away. And you don't, you don't keep being the sheriff in other spaces. And you could. And if you are not the sheriff in other spaces, people go, you know, chop down trees and rip the fish out of the ocean. And like all this stuff happens. Burn, burn forests to make room for cows. I mean, this stuff happens when you don't, when you don't have your sheriff's badge on. So it's about keeping your share, because you're an edge worker, you have clarity, you can see what's really going on around you. And if you don't say it because you're a nice person, it's over. You, you got it. It's important to do your job. And will people like you? Well, not everybody. You know, some people will just go, God, where did you come from? I you, you like I'm I want to hear you speak more and other people will go get this guy out of here. You know that people will like you and some people won't like you. But if you're a nice person, you don't get people loving you and hating you. What you get is gray soup. It's just like this gray milk toast soup. And so if you want a gray milk toast soup life. I, you won't, you know, God, you shouldn't be in this group. <laughs> This is not a gray milk toast life. This is the colorful team, okay? This is the door. Can you tell us what's going on? Like, tell us, door, look at door. Does he look like an ordinary guy? I don't know where he is. He's in some wild part of Israel. There's probably bombs going off. He's wearing no shirts. So he's got some kind of beads and long hair and he's sweating. And I don't know, door, talk to us. Well, thank you for saying that, I'm just writing in the chat as if it's saying that. And I speak, have. Speak close to your. Speak louder and close to your phone, okay? We need to hear you. Go ahead. Yeah. Can you hear me better now? Yes. Thank you for saying that. I was just going to write in the chat. Thank you. And I have so much. Uh, uh, what is that? I don't know. Anger that I. I was I was trying to be to talk to people on the level that they understand, but here they have such big gremlins and it, they just like trample me. I'm trying to say something in like their own to their own box, it fits their own box. So I'm trying to play small and be this nice boy, and they just trample me, and it's like nothing changes. And then I when you said okay, be the sheriff, so I'm there's 80% fear all of a sudden that, you know, the sheriff gets shot. You know, the sheriff, like, that's 
that's scary for me and I'm not in that place that I'm willing to die yet. And I want to be in that place. I want to be willing to die for that. And, and I think that's what's missing because I can't be in between. I'm, I feel like I'm in the gray suit that I'm thinking that I want to be the sheriff and I'm pretending to be the sheriff, but I'm actually being this, still this nice boy that doesn't say what is actually need to be said. Idor, and there's this other feeling behind that. What is that other feeling? The next feeling, what is it? Sadness. Yeah, and you have such a big heart, man, and that's wisdom of your sadness. Keep letting that up. Really, even right now, I mean, it's so big, that sadness you have. It's, that's where your wisdom is. That has insights for you. And that can also be shared. It is not just the anger thing. It's also the sadness. I feel sad that I, there's so much to do. People are fucking smoking at each other all day. You go to the beach to get air and everyone just smoking on each other. Like so stupid. And it feels sad at such talented people. Like really people talented with, with, like they have resources here. They have the resource to, to do anything they want, to invent amazing things. And where they're just staying in the ordinary family. And it's so sad about that. My family, my friends, and like everyone I meet. So. Thank you, Dor. You know, a lot of a lot of why people do the same thing they've always done is because for the simple reason they just never thought of doing something else or doing something differently. And I, I just wanted to mention how uh, we were visiting Divyamshu in Germany, and he has this house that was not coming, it was not alive. There was, it had this amazing center that he's been building for years and there wasn't, it wasn't alive. And we just, we framed up this project called a bridge house. And we just started to put it out as the possibility of coming together in bridge houses around the world as a way of learning new behaviors together, you know, discovering together, building it out. And as a way of letting people's potential come alive in these bridge houses. And then people never thought of it before. Okay, well now there's bridge houses starting to happen around the world. And if you, if you, if that's something that you're thinking about or interested, talk to Divyam Shu or go to the website, bridge house, bridge dash house or, or whatever. But it, all I'm saying is there's people with huge potential, exactly like Dor said, and, and, these, the people just maybe never thought of trying something else. They just didn't have a name for it. They didn't have the game world rules. You know, they didn't have the context. So just keep speaking it out. Paint the beach, you know, paint the picture, paint the future. Wow. Thank you, Clinton. Okay, thank you. Anybody else need to say any last thing before we head into the world of our lively experiments this week. Tiffany, anything? You said something first early on. Did you did you have anything else to say? You've been thinking about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I've been thinking about a lot. Um, 
but everyone's feedback today and and everyone's chat really just gave me a lot of food and great um, and yeah and then today's session was just great because it, it made I, I forgot about the promise that I made myself in my last healing session and so it was just all a good reminder and it was so thanks everyone it's great there's this and chloe was just giving me a hint to tell people that you know emotional healing processes often have layers so you have an issue and emotions come up you do this process and it isn't necessarily that it is finished it is that you've gone through the first layer and the, and the work itself has layers so I've been in processes, I was in one process that took six, at least six different layers before I hit, before the core opened up. Where I go this again, not this again, this fear, my fear of being, you know, caught this again. And then I finally came to the whole, the bottom of the story. And so the whole, it's just, just keep going and really just stay on the edge and just keep experimenting. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. See everybody, Anne Elizabeth, nice to see you. Okay, mm. bye you guys. Thank bye you, bye. 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 Thank you. bye. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye, thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.